welcome to Assurance in Action, Intertech's podcast that discusses key assurance topics and trends. Today, we welcome Jason Burnett, Technical Director at Intertech Crystal. He's here to talk about monkeypox, what it is, and how it affects global travel and tourism. Um, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit, Jason? Yeah, thank you, Jessica. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, yes, as you said, I'm Jason Burnett. I'm the Technical Director from Intertech Crystal. I've worked with Crystal for uh, probably 20 years. Um, doing a variety of things ranging from sort of food hygiene all the way through to security um, and during that period um, I, you know I've been involved in many many instances of outbreaks of infectious diseases we've had we've had norovirus outbreaks we've had um, swine flu um, most notably we've had COVID-19 um, so I've you know I've a lot of experience in dealing with that and obviously monkeypox has, has come up onto the radar now and, and people are asking quite a few questions about it. So I thought it'd be good to, to talk a bit more about monkeypox. Great. Um, so I guess my first question would be, what is monkeypox and why should we be concerned about this now? Okay, fantastic. Um, well, monkeypox is, um, it's called monkeypox. Um, the history of the actual uh, infection as the virus itself is that it is a, it's in the same family as smallpox, which I think people understand smallpox is, is not, not good. And obviously a vaccination program has been in place to eradicate um, smallpox. Uh, but in the 1970s, um, they found a, a virus uh, in, in monkeys uh, in the Democratic Re Republic of Congo, um, where it, it, it was obviously very reminiscent to smallpox, but in lesser symptoms. Um, and since then, it's actually made the transition from animal to human transmission. Uh, which is where it's 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 now an issue. Uh, it's it's pretty much endemic to uh, Western Central Africa. That's where most people will will find that they they'll catch this particular virus. Um, it's only recently um, gone beyond that um, area, and travel-related um, transmission has become more of a problem. So it's moved out, and we, we've seen quite a few outbreaks in, uh, in across the globe, actually, from from the US. Uh, Europe, UK, Australia, um, it's become quite prevalent. And, and at the moment, it's a little bit of a mystery as to why it's made that that uh, transmission jump. Um, and there's a lot of work that's been done by um, the various authorities, so the CDC and the World Health Organization are looking at this now. Um, they've, exam they've examined the, the, the genome for the for the virus and they've they've not really seen any difference between what it was and how it is now. Uh, but the transmission seems to have become um, slightly more prevalent. So it could be um, something linked to the fact that the smallpox vaccination that, that was quite common, people, the, the actual, uh, the resilience that we have to that particular virus has, has diminished. And therefore, because of that, monkeypox has become more prevalent. Um, so so that's, that's the virus. It, it's, it's concerning, obviously, because we're still in this recovery phase from COVID-19, where people have been very concerned about um, you know, infection and, and various things. The symptoms for monkeypox are, are quite mild by comparison. Um, they're, they're very, they're, it's, very, it's very obvious, um, the monkey, monkeypox symptoms. I'll, I'll explain what they are. Um, and it's part of the, the actual process we, we put in place, the precautions we have to look at symptoms. Um, so so what, we, what we would normally look for in regards to, to symptoms, and there's two distinct phases with monkeypox. The first phase, is more like an incubation invasion period um, where you have things like fever, intense headache, um, swelling of the lymph, no lymph nodes and things like back pain and, and various just, just very, you know, how you would feel with, you know, maybe the symptoms of COVID. Um, and this is where it's slightly confusing for people. 
but also it can be confused for things like chickenpox, um, measles, and, and obviously smallpox. So it's, you know, in that phase, it, it's it's easily confused for other things. The the next phase, which is the most serious phase, which is the skin eruption phase, where you get sort of a rash and then eventually turns into to blisters. So this is usually between one to three days after you have a fever. You'll start to see the uh, rash on the extremities and the face. Um, and then this will then turn into into sort of blisters uh, and then scab over. And, and these these are things, these lesions and various different things that are, are the main method of transmission. Um, so this is where close proximity is required. So as with COVID, you had that there was a much greater chance of transmission through respiratory uh, transmission. So people breathing out um, the actual virus. In the case of the, in the case of monkeypox, it is possible to have respiratory transfer. However, it's less likely, and it's more in relation to contact with direct contact with the person who's infected. Um, and normally, they they're in that phase where they should know that there's something wrong with them, so it's easy to you know it's it's easier to identify. Okay, and then you know speaking to Intertech Crystals, you know travel risk management and assurance. Um, are there specific precautions that hotels and businesses should be taking? Um, and is this different to things that we've talked about for COVID-19 precautions? Uh, it's, it's not that different, actually. Um, one of the things that one of the one of the, the silver linings to the COVID-19 um, situation, we have to look on the bright side of that, is that a lot of the precautions that people took had a, had a, gr a, you know, a great impact on the reduction of infection transmission. So general illnesses, food poisonings, all sorts of different things were were greatly reduced due to all of the things that we did to COVID-19. Now, there are some there's some slight differences with regards to um, monkeypox, but but people that have got the use to this now and infection control and managing it should find this relatively simple to adapt to. Um, what how we generally break it down? Obviously, symptom recognition is a, is a big thing. Uh, making sure that staff are aware of what the symptoms are so that they one if they if they feel them themselves now that obviously with regards to hospitality businesses you you live or die based on your on your your staff and if they are then subject to if they've got the virus they could potentially transmit it to quite a, a wide variety of people so what we're asking is that, that we, we explain the symptoms, we make sure they're aware of what those are so they can identify them in themselves or in others. Um, and if they have the symptoms, then they would then normally go into an isolation um, process. So they would just keep themselves away from other people and prevent the spread. And no, normally the, 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 the chain of infection is usually about one to six people um, from, from you know, patient zero to, to the eventual um, decline of the infection. Um, so if you can identify it quickly, you can prevent that from happening. The next thing we, 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 we recommend, uh, particularly in areas where there is, you know, there's wildlife nearby, there's forests or whatever, um, if there is a history or if there's, if there's uh, evidence of monkeypox in the particular area, we would recommend that they, there's a restriction on animal contact um, because the main transmission route, apart from person to person contact, is animal to human. Uh, and it would be in typically in things like rats, mice, squirrels. Um, there's no sign at the moment that it's been transmitted to to cats or dogs. Um, but however, that there's a concern that it might get into the into the domestic pet um, area. But mainly we want to make sure that people aren't coming into contact with these animals. Uh, and then obviously then they, they'll they'll have the same, the animals are the same symptoms. They're harder to spot sometimes when they've got these symptoms. 
and then people will potentially contract monkeypox from those from those animals. Um, obviously, from a hotel perspective, we would expect good pest control, and then as part of our key concepts of you know food hygiene and general hygiene, um, is ex expectation of a pest control um, regime within the property, and with that we would expect them to have pest control. We'd expect them to pest proof their property as best as possible. So, obviously, you know rats and mice. They love hotels because of the, the, the proliferation of, of waste food or food availability. Um, also, potentially refuge if, if it's in an area where they, they you know, they can actually use that they can live in within the hotel um, infrastructure. Um, so we would be looking to make sure that the property is is checked for um, cracks or or entrance points that the, the pests can use to enter the building, and then and then. That would then prevent their transmission because obviously these animals were moving around the property and their contaminated surfaces. So surface contamination might not be obvious because there might be some might might come from outside of the property, might come into the property, and then obviously then the surfaces would be touched by these these pests. Um, so it's really very important that we have that in place. The next thing we would actually look at then is is preventing the consumption of infected animals. Now. You know, bushmeat is is something that is consumed in certain countries, and this is why it's proliferated within certain parts of Africa. Um, however, also there's a potential that the contaminated um, you know, animals could enter the food chain um, if suppliers aren't protecting um, the actual food that, that they're providing to you. Um, so therefore, there's a general requirement to make sure that all meat that is consumed is thoroughly cooked. Um, to destroy any chance of virus. And now we we recommend this anyway. It's it's a standard practice to prevent, um, you know, food poisoning, um, and that the cooking process and making maintaining temperature control, you know, is something that we are very very keen um, that the hotels do anyway, regardless of viruses. But it, but again, you do have people that request raw meat, um, and that sort of thing needs to be prohibited uh, where possible to prevent, um, you know, prevent any viruses that are in the meat to be transferred to the individuals. Once we've looked at that, um, then we'd be then looking at minimising close contact with infected persons. Now, it's not as transmissible as COVID. Um, that that's that's for sure. It's not it's not the same. It, but again, you know, it it can be transmitted from person to person through contact with skin, contact with clothing, um, contact with with things that they've used, items that they've used. Um, so it's really important to maintain good personal hygiene. Uh, making sure that that realistically, any anybody who's got a potentially potentially infected is is treated with with obviously with courtesy, but but they they are isolated and then their ability to infect others is reduced by your protocols in place. And obviously, if you have our PosiCheck program, which is what what we use for for hotels to maintain infection control procedures. That is something then that will be part and parcel of what your standard operating procedures would be. And if an emergency situation occurs, you identify somebody who had clear signs of monkeypox virus, you would then in, either implement your, your emergency procedures for cleaning and, and protecting staff as well. Okay. Uh, mask wearing is not as much of an issue um, with regards to uh, uh, monkeypox um, because it takes much more um, respiratory material uh, and it's close proximity, so it's, it can be considered a sexually transmitted um, disease, uh, the virus. Um, it's usually prolonged mouth-to-mouth -mouth contact um, or actual contact with, with lesions or blood or from the actual uh, individual scabs as well, if, if the individual is infected. 
Um, so a mask, whilst they potentially will prevent any respiratory transmission, it's not normally required. Um, but again, it depends on your protocols and, and the, the situation you have in place. And then what we're also then looking at and finding one of the, the main areas that we are particularly concerned of is cleaning uh, and laundry management. So um, when we look at things like laundry, so if somebody was infected and they're staying in your hotel, there's a very good chance that the bedding and the linen that they came into contact and that, that in their room is now infected. Um, now, if that happens, you'll be then looking at your procedures to make sure that when housekeeping and laundry staff are interacting with that material, they are not putting themselves at risk and also not then subsequently transmitting that to other, other rooms and to other people. Uh, and maybe then following the standard procedures for making sure that the bedding is, is collected uh, with personal protective equipment uh, in place to make sure that they're safe. And then it would be then transferred to the laundry in an environment where it would then be washed at a high temperature, maybe six degrees C, um, with normal detergents. But it, but again, you know, you might want to add bleach or, or you know um, chlorine to make sure that 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 that's removed any any signs of, of any potential um, infection transmission. The same with surfaces. Uh, when we're looking at um, you know con contaminated surfaces, lots of high touch uh, points. As we did with COVID, we'd be looking to make sure that the cleaning protocols and cleaning regime in place uh, and, and emergency cleaning protocols include um, detergents that are effective at you know, cleaning the thing. And then a disinfection phase of the cleaning where you'd be then looking at using um, you know, chlorine solutions, so a thousand parts per million chlorine solutions um, to, uh, to basically disinfect the surface, remove any signs, any uh, chance that the virus will be transmitted. Um, so there's lots of different things that we need to do. Um, that you know, again, most of these things mirror the sort of arrangements that we have in place for COVID. We don't want people to feel that that the the COVID precautions, which were quite extreme, um, would continue forever. But but our our recommendations to our hotel clients is to make sure that they adapt. Um, they put something in place that will protect themselves, their staff, and also the guests and prevent the transmission. And hopefully if, if these things are put in place, that should prevent um, this becoming another situation where travel restrictions are in place, hotels are isolated, that sort of thing. So so those are the sort of precautions we, we put in place. Great. Um, so if someone who's listening right now um, wants more information or assistance, um, where can we direct them? Okay, so, so it's very important that with regards to infection control that we we use reliable sources of information because there's lots of, um, not scaremongering, but there's there's lots of sensationalized sources of information that, that take certain parts and then they exaggerate them to the point where people become paranoid and, and they don't actually do the things they need to do. Um, we would normally recommend using sources of information like the World Health Organization, or the American uh, Center for Disease Control, um, the the they would tend to provide very you know complex information, reasonably easy to understand, um, but but again it it develops over time. Again, with particular monkey monkeypox, there is this little mystery about how it's beginning to transmit quite so um, so readily. Um, so obviously keeping in, informed in there, and we'd also expect you to to look at uh, incidents of monkeypox within your area. Um, from our perspective, 
you know, if you're working with us on, you know, the, some of the products that we provide, uh, particularly our PosiCheck service, where we are constantly, you know, con conducting surveillance related to um, infection, emerging infections, uh, you know, our POSI programs and our POSI auditing programs and our or consultants that will be out in the field will be able to provide a lot of, you know, on-site help to make sure that you've you've protected yourself and you have a, a risk management program in place that that prevents the spread of infection of, of something that whilst unpleasant, um, it's you know the, the 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 you know it's a relatively mild condition. Um, with it, you know, once you've protected, it takes two to four weeks for it for it to pass. Um, but again, it's inconvenient, um, and we we want to prevent any travel restrictions in the future. So you know, please come to us. We, we're very very happy to help you, um, clients or not, to to talk about this as a as a you know a way of preventing this affecting the industry um, negatively. Um, but I think between us and all the things that we can do, we can we can stop this being a, a major issue. Well, thank you so much for coming to speak with us about this. No problem. It's good to talk. Thank you for listening. Please follow us and like us on Twitter and LinkedIn, links to which are in the description of this podcast. Thank you and have a great day.